What up? Welcome to My Favorite Haunting, the podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Ames. This is episode 26. 26. Yeah, we haven't been we, in that. We haven't tagged hey, that in a while. at least we've but been telling you who we are. I mean, that's, I feel like, you know, baby steps. Yeah. Every step is a step in the right direction. As long as we can keep it up. I mean... One step forward, two steps back? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, if we don't, I'm sure we'll hear about it. Eventually, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. How have you been? Haven't seen you in forever. Oh, yeah. No, not forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke because we just recorded the last Yeah, we one. did because we do at least two at a time. We took a pee break and then hit record again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I guess easier. Yeah. Um, So I guess we don't have too much to go over. Although we would love to remind you guys, if you are interested in doing a ghost hunt with us at the Rolling Hills Asylum. Yes. And it's all all catch and release. Don't bring them home with you. Batavia, New York. Uh, You are responsible for your transportation and your lodging and your food. Uh, But if you're willing to travel up here and hang with us for an eight hour overnight ghost hunt at the end of august yeah if you're yeah if you really want to get some experience or just you know learn some things if you've never done it before yeah uh we'll figure out equipment and everything you really don't need much no you you usually can do a lot of it on your phone i was gonna say if you have a smartphone you're pretty much set (laughs) go to walmart and buy a little digital recorder for 15 bucks and then use your phone for your camera yep you're golden. If you want, spend 20 bucks on an EMF meter on Amazon. <laughs> There's your ghost hunting kit. Uh, email us, myfavoritehaunting at gmail for details or DM us on any of our social media. Did you say end of August? Yes, end of August. Okay. And Available. we're going to try and put together an itinerary. Like we'll do like a get to know you kind of like dinner kind of thing beforehand and, you know, spend the night in town, get together the next morning for like a brunch or a lunch or something and go over everything. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be their experiences. Yeah. I think it'll be a good time. I mean, if nothing else, it'll be a fun experience to be in this. So many stories, that place is so active. Yeah. I want to hang out in the shadow hallway. I want to hang out everywhere. I want to read stories to the ghost children in the Christmas room. And if you didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen to it. It was did a good job on that. So thank you. (laughs) I enjoyed doing that. It was twenty four or twenty three. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember which one we did first and which one we did second that time. It's (laughs) twenty three. Okay, twenty three. It was episode twenty three. So, what did I say? We are twenty six today. So three episodes ago. Yeah. So go back and listen to it. It was a really fun one to do. Yes, you were super excited. I was so excited because there was so much. That was another one that was just like, there's so much I had to pick and choose what to talk about. So, and it's so close, like, well, to here. But, (laughs) I mean, I'll just be in town that week. It's fine. Uh, Yeah. So that's that. Oh, and merch. Yes. We have merch. As of now, our merch store is not set up yet, but we're starting to get it in. We have stickers. That's really exciting. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get the store up soon. Definitely after all of the product has come in. We're still oh, waiting yes. on a couple other yes, ones. Yes, I know. But I mean, by the time this one is posted, hopefully. And then I think when we do do the t-shirts, <laughs> I'm just going to set it up as like 
a custom ink t-shirt campaign and y'all go buy your own. Okay. And then it's one of those things I think where like there's a time frame and then once the time frame ends, whoever got their orders in, that's what they'll print and send oh, out. Yeah, like and I've, then we I've don't, done that on Teespring. Before. Yeah. It's like the same thing, I think. So okay. it's like I don't have to worry about do I have to buy like three of every size and ship it to me and then people tell me what they want and then I ship it out again? Like they'll yeah. like, take care of all that. So that it's like a group is gonna campaign. be so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like with the stickers and stuff where like you have to front like the minimum for like hundred and twenty five stickers or like two hundred yeah. magnets or like whatever business it was. Cards. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I'm gonna hand those suckers out like business cards. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, I sure am. Um, Comic Con is still coming, although I think this one might air after Comic Con. Uh She's going to hand them out at Comic-Con. I sure am. Either before or after this airs. If you're going to be at Ace Comic-Con in Seattle at the end of (laughs) June, uh, check the women's bathroom counters (laughs) because that's probably where I'm going to leave them. I'll leave them on like random tables, like random (laughs) booths. When like the people aren't looking, I'll just set a pile down and walk away. (laughs) Hand a stack to Chris Evans. Like, hey man, thanks for the autograph. Here, take some stickers. And he'll look at him and be like, he'll be like, what, what the fuck is this? Okay, bye, thanks. And I'll like run away. <laughs> he just like hands he'll them to like, security who throws them in the garbage. <laughs> he'll be like, this is one of the weirder encounters I had today. <laughs> be like, why would you think that I'm interested in this? I mean, and I mean, honestly, I don't care. I just want you to take them and maybe give them to people or stick them somewhere. I don't give a shit. Just take them. <laughs> so I can say I handed it to Chris Evans. <laughs> not a chris evans podcast hey chris evans come join us on our podcast oh my then god don't do that <laughs> could be a chris evans podcast could be a special guest do you have any hauntings that you'd like to share have you ever investigated the paranormal would you like to join us at rolling hills asylum at the end of august <laughs> could you imagine that would be the dopest fucking ghost hunt anyway should we tell ghost stories Sure. I mean, I guess that's why we're here. Is it? Some people seem to think so. I thought that was just a, a little extra we threw in there. I mean, we mention it like at the very end and then that's our haunting. Okay. Awkward silence. Because <laughs> I think it's your turn, somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what one should I do? I guess I'll do this one. I- Oh, okay. You had multiple to pick from. Well, my other one is kind of a backup. Oh, okay. It didn't go so well. <laughs> oh. I had high hopes for it, but... So this one was like a... You had two ready, so this was like a surprise for everybody. Uh, sure. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Surprise for you too. Um, So we're going to go... Oh, wait. I'm going to cut you off real quick. You know what we should do? What? For one episode would be fun. We each do our, like, research our own story and then trade. Ah, that and would... then I'll tell yours and you tell mine. Okay. I don't, I feel like that would be an actual little show of shit. <laughs> yeah. But it could be fun. <laughs> Not to be mean, but I feel like I'd have a harder time with it than you. <laughs> because my notes are always shit. Well, because sometimes you, like, don't have them in order and, like, you even get a little confused. <laughs> And you're like, wait, nope, that should be there. Yeah, but I mean, you're smart. You can figure it out. Your brain works weird sometimes. (laughs) Mine does. 
Only mine. Everyone. Maybe yours is the weird one. Maybe my brain is the normal. Their own unique thought patterns. Okay, so maybe we'll just do that for fun for us. We'll see. (laughs) It would be an actual shit show. That will be our special sometime down the road. (laughs) Bonus episode. We don't have anything this week. Here's this filler. Enjoy, guys. (laughs) And then our our one stars outweigh our five stars. (laughs) Okay, so... Have we done the same? Oh, we you, we did two Ireland's now. I'm just wondering if we've done like gone back to a location, a general location, besides the ones that were like specifically for like the country ones. I don't remember. Well, like the same town, same town, same city, same state, kind of thing. Well, we've done a few in New York. Okay, yeah, we have. We've been all over the state. Toronto, we've done a few. Oh, that was was for Canada. Yeah, but then you did another one. Oh, I did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. I forgot about that. Okay, well, we're going back to New Orleans. Nolens? Sure. I want to go back to Nolens. That was an awesome trip. The La Luray House. (gasps) (laughs) Because I looked at this one when I was looking at stuff to do, and I was like, I could do the 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 lawler that one, yeah. And then I was like, eh, because I feel like it was on American Horror Story not too long ago, so I passed on it and did something else. But I th- it's just funny that I looked at it for this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we didn't do the same one. Um, I'm waiting for that day. I was thinking about it on the drive over and I'm like, what do we, what would we do? And then I was just thinking, I feel like we would just, we would just both tell it together at that point. Sure. And see if we came up with different things. Yeah. I'm like, oh, did you find this though? I found this. (laughs) Oh, but did you know that this happened there too? Hasn't happened yet. It will one day. I I'm pretty sure that it's, it's bound to one day. Yeah. Okay. So some of the history for anyone who doesn't know and to clear up maybe some misconceptions that people have. Um, in 1831, the house at 11 blah, blah, Royal street. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, they give out the actual address and I was trying to blank it out. I don't know. It's on like every walking tour. Okay. I think you're fine to read it. I don't like with Amityville. Mm-hmm. I didn't put it out because like it's a private residence and they changed it to keep people from finding it. But like this house is on like every tour, like historical tour, uh, architectural tour, ghost okay. tour. I think you're fine. Okay. It's 1140 Royal Street. Um, it was under construction when Delphine Lalaurie bought the ha- bought the property in 1833, a young slave within the household, Leah, fell to her death. Accounts vary about where she fell. A lot of them say she fell out a window into the courtyard. Some say that she was sliding down a banister and she fell inside the house and died in there. But um, no conclusive 
on which way or the other. Um, so on April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out in the house. Um, the fire not only destroyed part of the house, it also brought to light seven slaves who were starved, tortured, and chained in the slave quarters. A lot of people say that the slave quarters were in the attic, but the house was only two stories tall at this time period, and the slave quarters were in a separate building behind the house. Oh, okay. So, there was no attic for them to be in. So, no, like, everything is dramatized for, like, American Horror Story. They were definitely in the attic. But I, so we did a ghost tour, mm-hmm. a walking ghost tour while we were there. And we definitely stopped, at the time, Nicolas Cage owned owned this house. Yes. And he was trying to sell it and was having trouble. Um, but I'm trying to remember her story. My cousin also did that to her. Mm-hmm. And I remember her saying when they stopped at that house, the story that the guide told she so she's she has a degree in history, mm-hmm. and uh, she's all about historical stuff. And mm-hmm. she said that just about everything that came out of that guy's mouth was a lie. <laughs> but I'm trying to remember if that was the story that we were told. I I can't I couldn't I couldn't remember. You couldn't remember? No. What? I just Are you remember. Feeling okay? Do you have a fever? <laughs> I just remember like the the general gist of it. I I don't remember details from that trip. I mean, I had a young baby at home. I was kind of sleep deprived. At home? I know, but like, it was like a four day trip. Like (laughs) a thousand miles away. So the people that came to like put the fire out and um, discovered the slaves being held in deplorable conditions were mad and they were waiting for the police to come and arrest um, Delphi, Delphine, Del, what, how do you pronounce her name? Delphine. Probably. Delphine. Delphine. Um, and then they never showed up and the, the crowd turned into a mob and she managed to escape from them and that enraged them even more. And so they attacked the house and they, like, stripped it of all of its valuables and, like, demolished the house. It, like, they were tearing down walls and the roof and the entire house was, like, completely demolished by the morning. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't she run away with her husband uh, or something? Her husband moved out before the fire. Why do I have, like... A visual of her and a man, like, in a cart, like, fleeing. Uh, she fled with her children back to France. Oh, okay. I feel like the story that I heard was, like, because I, like, just remember, like, envisioning her, like, in, like, a horse-drawn cart Mm -hmm. and, like, like, the, like, fleeing down the road as a mob chased after them. Uh, that sounds... Pretty accurate, but it, it might have been. But there her was children. no husband. No okay. husband. He 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 kind of got tricked into marrying her because she got pregnant. She sounds like a bitch. Um, well, like one of her other children, she she was married three times. Both of her other husbands died. One died shortly after their marriage, and the other one died like eight years after their marriage. But the they were. Um, one of her daughters had, like, spinal deformities, and she met this Lalaurie guy because he was, like, a 
they called him a doctor, but he was more like a chiropractor and tried to help to try to help her daughter. She like employed him and then like fell in love with him and she got pregnant and then they had to get married. And what do you call it? What do you call those women who repeatedly marry men and then kill them on the honeymoon? Is that a black widow? Yes, it is. (gasps) That's where she gets her name because she kills her husband (laughs) for a mission. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to explain that. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, so where would he go? Oh, there have been many accounts of um, Delphine's, Delphine's slaves being used for medical experiments, but there is no substantiating evidence. All those stories came about in the 1940s. Way, like a hundred years later. Those were the stories of like her putting like, like transplanting the animal parts and stuff. Um, that actually was never one of the stories. That was for American Horror Story. Was that only for the show? I thought that I had heard that. I didn't come across prior. any of that. The there were ones where stories of um, people being stretched and hung, like from their limbs. So she just liked to torture people. Um, holes being. Drilled in their head. One guy with a wooden spoon stuck in the hole, like trying to stir the brains, it said. A lobotomy. And then, um, especially women with their stomachs cut open and their intestines wrapped around their... she's like a fucking serial killer. And then she got away with it because it was slaves. But... But that's all fake. That's... Or it's unsubstantiated. Hearsay and those stories didn't come about until the 1940s. Okay. So it's like a snowball situation. Like, you know, like you have that one abandoned house in town and then people, like somebody makes up a story about it and then it gets passed on and passed on and passed on and snowballs and snowballs. Yeah. Oh, I like mean, our friend Mordecai. That Supernatural episode oh. that we did for April Fool's. <laughs> well, that I did for April Fool's. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it isn't, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the townspeople did find the slaves in poor conditions, but the medical experiments and stuff like that were like exaggerations on top of this. And the only newspaper of the, of her, like the time period where she, when she lived there in the 1830s, 1840s time period that reported any kind of thing like this was a newspaper that would be equated to the National Enquirer of today. A tabloid. Okay, but here's the thing. They were slaves. Yes. So I applaud the townspeople for being in an uproar because it's absolutely disgusting. Yes, they Uh, actually did have laws on how to treat your slaves down there. Okay. Because that's what I was going to say. Like, it wouldn't have been broadcast in the media because, like, slaves didn't count as people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... They had a little, what it sounds like is they had a little bit different mentality than other con- uh, states other in the states, sla- yeah. south. Other states other in the south. states. Um, <laughs> because after uh, Leah fell, out of, fell to her death, um, all of her slaves were taken away. But then Good. she like... Had a relative buy them back for her. 
So, I mean... Fucking bullshit. There's some... Contradictory stories and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know what is the truth from that long ago without... Yeah. You can't ask her. Or can you? Don't ask her. Don't. Don't do it. Does she not... Does she not appreciate that? Um... We'll get to that. I don't know. Oh. Doesn't sound like a nice lady. <laughs> she sounds like a fucking bitch. I just had a, a note here that she was vid- visited by a lawyer sent by the city to warn her about the laws regarding treatment of slaves. So, yeah, she she was told to treat her slaves better before, um, before the fire happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they say the fire happened because one of her slaves was chained to the stove and she tried... It was either she tried to escape or she tried to commit suicide by setting a fire to uh, the kitchen. Okay, so that was all about Delphine LaLaurie. And then there's some more history to this house. Uh, In 1838, it was rebuilt by Pierre Trois-Toreau. Sure. And that's how it got the appearance it has today. So the original house didn't look like the house that stands there right now. Um, In the 1880s, a man by the name of Jules Vigny, an an eccentric member of a wealthy New Orleans family, lived secretly in the house until his death in 1892. So he didn't buy the house. He was just living in it. Squatter? <laughs> Did he claim squatter's rights? Uh, I don't think they knew he was there for, mo- for the most part. <laughs> he was found dead on a tattered cot in the mansion, Aww. apparently living in filth. While yeah. hidden away in the surrounding rooms was a collection of antiques and treasure. A bag containing several hundred dollars was found near his body, and another search found several thousand dollars hidden in his mattress. <gasps> oh. And then over the following decades, it was used as a public high school, a, conser- a conservatory for music, an apartment building, a refuge for young delinquents, a bar, a furniture store, and an, a luxury apartment building. So the first time it was apartments, it was for... Um, New in- incoming immigrants, and most of them came from Italy, it's said. And then its later luxury apartment status was in the later, like, 1900s or something. I think 1970s or so. In the 1800s, the mid to late 1800s, when it was a school, it was a mixed-gender school. Um, but soon it was converted to an all-girls school for African-American primary school for girls. And in the late 1800s, the third, the third floor and a, real, and a rear building was added. You can't see the real rear building from the street because it's the part... Because that, it's in the rear? <laughs> well, because it sits on a corner of two streets... Uh-huh. So it has two faces, but then the, there's the courtyard and the inside part, and there's a building behind the, there, I guess. The man with many faces. Is that what it was called? Oh, you didn't get that far. It's oh. a Game of Thrones thing. Okay. <laughs> um, in the 1970s, the rear building was remodeled. April 20, 20, 
2007. Actor Nicholas Cage. 2007? <laughs> that? Yeah, that because my my brain like, and tongue. April twentieth, have... April twenty seventh, April tw- what? <laughs> my, my brain and my tongue because you were like nineteen o and then twenty o. Yeah, Nicholas K- and we were there in 09. Eight, so he was already trying to get rid of it then. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he bought it because it was so haunted. He just couldn't live there. November thirteenth, oh nine. The property was listed for auction as a result of bank foreclosure. Oh. And purchased by Oops. Regions Financial Corporation. Yeah, they said he went into bankruptcy. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> when we, we were there in November, were right? We? Was it November? I don't yeah. remember. It was November. I don't remember what part of November. I want to say it was. What was, was the it? date? Uh, no, it says November 13th. I want to say we were there like the first week of November. <laughs> we were part of history. We were there. <laughs> Records show that since Delphine LaLaurie, no one has lived at 1140 Royal Street for more than five years at a time. Kind of like how no professor holds the defense against the dark arts position for more than a year. <laughs> Not since... Quarrel, I almost forgot his name. So there is a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not a spoiler, a discrepancy. Because they say that, because Quarrel had it for a few years. Mm -hmm. And so there's the Mystery at Hogwarts app. It's like a game. Yeah. And, uh, you go through, but you're playing, it's right after Voldemort disappeared oh so you're playing like you're playing as a student working your way through school in the 80s ah. and they talk about that curse and you have a different defense against a dark arts professor every year mm-hmm. and i had that thought and i was like but wait but i thought that didn't start until quarrel because quarrel had had it for a few years well i wonder i'm wondering because he took time off and he went to Albania. Also, oh, maybe so it doesn't count. I wonder if he was there for a year, took a year off, and then and came then back came for back, a year. And so that he still only had it for a year at a time. Maybe. Could be. Just a thought. <laughs> I buy it. Um. So for a dollar. In. <laughs> <laughs> in twenty twelve twenty thirteen. Um. An oil tycoon from Texas bought the place. It says current owner. I couldn't find any information of a more current owner. So I'm not sure if this oil tycoon still owns it or not. Oil tycoon. But that was the most recent owner I could find. And then it is believed that Delphine... Delphine... Oh my gosh, I can't pronounce her name. Delphine. I know, but I keep wanting to say Delphine and I don't... Definitely not Delphine. I know. (laughs) Delphine died in... On December 7th, 1849, in France. Um, But it's unclear if she was buried in France or if she was buried in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 because a plaque was found with the inscription, Madame LaLaurie, née Marie Delphine McCarty, décédée et Paris, la 7 décembre, 
Do you have an English translation? Alagre de six. No. But it sounds like what it sounds like Her to me name is name and birth date and death date. Um Madame Lalaurie, deceased in Paris, seventh mm. of December. And then I don't know if part of the plaque was destroyed because it, it looks like it's unfinished. Mm. But I don't know. It was on the monument of one, her, I think her, the family of her second husband, because it had the same last name as her second husband. So it was confusing. Hmm. Okay, so that's all for the history. And on to the haunting. Oh, shit, there's hauntings too? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I thought that the horror story was over with the fucking slaves. Yeah. So uh, during the time when the mansion was apartment house was an apartment house. A number of strange events were recorded. Among them was an encounter between an occupant and a naked black man in chains who attacked him. Then the black man abruptly vanished. Another, others claimed to have animals butchered in their homes. Children were attacked by a phantom with a whip. Strange figures appeared wrapped in shrouds, and a young mother was terrified when she found a woman in elegant evening clothes bending over her sleeping infant. (gasps) And then, of course, there's different kinds of sounds in this particular place. It's screams, groans, and cries. Oh, my God. That would reverberate through the house at night. Sounds like a terrible place. When... Uh, when the building was a furniture store, the owner f- suspected vandals were coming in and destroying his merchandise because on several occasions he found all of his merchandise ruined, covered in some sort of dark, stinking liquid. <gasps> he finally waited one night oh, with a no. shotgun, hoping the vandals would return. Oh, shit, I'm scared. When dawn came, the furniture was all ruined again, even though no one, human anyway, had entered the building. The owner closed the, the furniture he store He sure down. did. Um, oh. Phantom footsteps echo through the house with regularity. Many people who have stood outside the building uh, report feeling as if they were taken over by a negative energy. Did you feel that? We were across the street, weren't we? Yeah. So I don't. But think we were outside the building. I know. I don't. I didn't feel that, but I, didn't feel I don't know if either. we were close enough either. In 1894, a tenant of Lalaurie Mansion. Um, this was also when it was apartments. Was found brutally murdered in his room. <gasps> his belongings were ransacked as if someone had gone through them. The police assumed he was a victim of a robbery, even though nothing of value could be found missing. One of his friends claimed to police that the man had been having problems with a spirit in his house. His friend wrote it off as the guy's imagination, um, but then he remembers his friend claiming that there was a demon in his house who wasn't going to rest until... He met his end. Did they say how he was murdered? Um, 
No, I didn't get any details about how oh. it was murdered. Curious. And then when when it was the school, when it went from co-ed to all girls, a short time after that, reports started coming about of physical assaults. The young girls were known to approach their teachers in tears with their sleeves rolled up showing their forearms that were covered in scratches and bruises. Oh my God. When the teachers asked, who did this to you? They always got the same answer. That woman. Oh. And people think it oh, is Delphine. I have chills. Because one of the stories is that she chased Leah around with a whip. And then, and then that's how she fell. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. So, one account I came across was on the website for Ghost City Tours. That's one. That's of the, the one we took, isn't is it? Is it? I think I so. I don't remember. But um, one of their tour guides had a couple experiences while she was giving tours. Hmm. I just... I remember our guide saying something along those lines. Or like... Something along like, I've seen orbs, or people always get pictures of orbs here, and... Oh, this is not orbs. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so, um, she was recounting the events of the 1834 fire when she felt a tug on her messenger bag. She was thinking, oh, someone's going to steal my money, like, right here in front of all these people. She looked around. No one was there. She uh, she went back to her story, and then she... It says, no less than ten seconds later, she felt another tug, harder this time, a distinct yank. Once again, she whipped around, and no one was there. She told her group what had just happened, and they were just like, Huh? I think I would, my reaction would have been, sure it did. (laughs) Yeah, no corroborating, like, visual from any of the people on the tour of seeing it being pulled. And if that what I'm pretty sure that's the tour we took. And if it's the, if it is the same one, like you said, we were across the street. Mm -hmm. Is that close enough? I don't know if she was across the street or not. I didn't say. Right, but if it's the same tour, they would have been. Oh, yeah. Because if you're right, like if you think about it, if you're on a walking tour, if you're on the sidewalk right in front of the building, I'm pretty sure all of our stops, we were like across the street so that you could actually look at yeah what we were supposed to see. Because if you're standing, that's a bigger building. So if you're standing right in front of it, you're just looking up. Yeah. And like, you, you know what I mean? You can't get like the full visual. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know about that one, but. Yeah. Okay. So she says it, so. Two weeks later. Um, she was with a different group on the corner, on the corner this time. I think she was not on the corner of that one. On the corner of Governor Nichols Street and Royal Street, which is the two intersecting streets Mm -hmm. that this house sits on. Uh, she had positioned her group under a set of street lamps, which had burned out, had been burned out for weeks. 
She launched into the story, and the minute she said the name Leah, the lamps on. flickered on. Oh! Everyone okay, in, that's cool. Everyone in the group paused. A few yelped in delight. <laughs> it yelped in The delight. guide went on with the, with the story, and when she said the name Leah again, those same lamps went back out. Leah! So, I... That one sounds like she's closer to the building than the other one. Okay. I'm not positive. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I'm not gonna... Like, I wasn't there. I'm not gonna say that it didn't happen, but... Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. All personal accounts you have to take with the Right, console. like, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, that one, like, you have, like, the whole group. And, I mean, even still, like, anybody could just be like, yeah, I'm a guide and this happened and all these people saw it. Yeah. But you don't have those people there, like, commenting on it being like, yeah, I was there too, and, you know? Yeah. But I feel a little bit better about it <laughs> knowing that, like, everybody's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. More eyes, the better. Yeah. And that was all I got for La Lorraine Mansion. That was the La Lorraine Mansion. Very nice. That fucking psycho shit bag. Yeah. I mean, who does that to another person? I cannot. I, I was going to say, I mean, for someone, if someone's going to be basically run out of town for their treatment of their slaves in a slave state, I guess it had to be pretty that's bad. Telling. That's very <laughs> telling. Yeah. I feel like that's very telling. Even if it's not medical experiments or anything. Right. But it's still just like, oh. And that's why, I, that was always my thing with that story was like, but wait, the townspeople were upset? Like, did they give a shit about slaves? Apparently they had some kind, some kind of Well, laws. I mean, there I were know. always laws, but you know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, how often were they actually enforced? Because maybe it was easier to enforce in the middle of the city than, like, rural plantations and kind well, of stuff. Well, not even, e- I'm not talking about, like, ease of enforcement. I'm talking about just, like, these racist Wanting motherfuckers to? didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't know. I can't get into that. It makes me angry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, it's it's funny that the last, and I swear I didn't do this on purpose, but our last episode, we kind of ended with, come come investigate with us forever <laughs> and ever. And of course, that's from, it's a play on The Shining with yes. the little girls, right? Like, mm-hmm. come play, I almost said Stewie because Family Guy did a parody. <laughs> of it, but, well, um Danny, come play with us, Danny, forever. Yeah. So um, it's funny that that was an unintentional little bit of a, a tease. I guess it was. Because I did the Stanley Hotel in Hester's of Park, Colorado. Um, this has been on my list for years and years and years. And after doing the research again for it and like revisiting like, you know, old shows and watching clips and everything. And- uh-huh. I'm, I literally, I really was legit like, when, like, I'm going to have to call them when they're open and be like, when is the next weekend or when's the next availability you have for room 401? Because yeah. you guys, 401 is my baby. I want that room. <laughs> it's mine. Um, I would love to have, especially you, Mel, come with me. Um, what, what, what is their season? They're, yeah, I don't know that they're year round. 
I was going to say. I think, I think they're closed in the winter. Yeah. Or they're, they're not. They're in the mountains, right? Yeah. Or I think, I actually, I think they said, one, the, one of the um, workers that they interviewed, I think they said that they don't close entirely, but it's very slow. Oh, uh, yeah. You so winter be, might actually be the time to go. You don't want to be the caretaker? I absolutely would. <laughs> Hell, yes, I would do that. Okay. Just make sure you're not married with children. Love and marriage, love and marriage, <laughs> go together like a horse and carriage. This, I tell you, I, And then the jail cell closes. Clink, 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 bam. It's <laughs> uh, rude. Um, so, of course, the Stanley Hotel inspired Stephen King to write The Shining. Um... Stephen King spent one night here, um, and it was during the slow season, so the hotel was pretty empty. He stayed in room 217. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to get the background first. There's not a whole lot of background. So it initially was um, – where is this guy's name? This guy – oh, he was Irish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, this guy, Lord Dunraven, uh, came, yeah, <laughs> yup. He's my buddy. He is why I want room 401. Uh-oh. He's my dude. Um, he sounds like a dick. Uh, he came to this area in 1872. He was on a hunting trip. He built a hunting lodge. He built a cabin and then he built a hotel for his guests. <laughs> uh, because he was that kind of rich. And he, he illegally homesteaded 6,000 acres. He was attempting to create a private hunting reserve. Because <laughs> he was a piece of shit like that. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, so, uh, I don't have a year. I think, well, he came out in 1903. So, uh, oh, what the hell is his first name? I just wrote F.O. Stanley. It's weird. It's like. It's not Franklin, but it is almost kind of Franklin. F.O. Stan. I don't know. Everything says F.O. Whatever. Mr. Stanley. Um, so he came out with his wife in uh, 1903. He had tuberculosis. Oh. And at the time, one of the treatments for tuberculosis was like fresh air. <laughs> yeah. So his doctor told him, move out west, move to the mountains, get some of that fresh mountain air. You'll be fine. Um, you guys can't see it. I just rolled my eyes like back into my skull. So he bought a bunch of this land from Dunraven and built the Stanley Hotel on it. Okay. Um, Mr. Stanley also is known for having invented the Stanley Steamer steam car, which in the like 1898, 1899 was the most popular car okay. sold. So there are three buildings. There's the main building, the big hotel. Mm-hmm. There's the manor house. I don't know what they use that for. And then there's a carriage house. The carriage house is where they used to fix up the Stanley steamers <laughs> and like work on them and stuff. There's an underground tunnel that runs because in the winter, the snow gets so bad. Oh yeah. It's the mountains in Colorado. So there was a, there, well, there is a tunnel that runs to the hotel underground to be able to transport goods like food and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so people don't starve in the middle of winter and the, I didn't get this guy's name, but this, um, 
an employee was, I think his name or the year that this happened, but um, an employee was transporting food through the tunnel one winter and it collapsed and killed him. Yeah. And trapped his body underground. So, um, on Ghost Adventures, Zach was down there with like the, the woman that was guiding him around and she tells, she's telling the story and like she immediately as she finishes telling the story, the lights and there's like pipes and stuff on the ceiling, they uh-huh. start shaking and there's like all this thundering noise and Zach like ducks and like jumps. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> and then she's like, it's fine. It'll stop in a second. And he looks at her like, what? And she starts laughing and she goes, did you think it was caving? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, it's just people walking above. What? Yeah. <laughs> that much noise and movement? yeah wow. so it must be it sounds like it's really unstable or maybe it's just like really thin in the between spot. i don't know but it yeah it was that was a little crazy Not um safe don't go in the tunnel <laughs> so the carriage house where they worked on the steamers um now it's kind of like nobody goes in there they don't really it's just like storage uh-huh. but they use it to store this is they use it to store mattresses Ew. that they found dead bodies on. So apparently this has happened fairly, like, because there was, like, a stack of them. So people what? must pass Burn away fairly. <laughs> yeah. They must pass away fairly often in the hotel. I don't know if it's, like, suicides or older guests who stay and they just make pass away. Go out and shovel the snow and they die of heart attacks. <laughs> I don't, well, like the cases like, were like the maid comes in to clean and the guest is ah. dead in the bed. And so then they, you know, they're not going to keep using that mattress. So they take it out. Well, thankfully they don't keep using the mattress. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why they keep them. But so, uh, she had this employee, she had an experience in there. I guess she was in there and this, she saw this dark shadow figure and it like grabbed her. And, like, mm. knocked her down. Um, yeah, I don't know. But nobody really goes in there, so. Uh-huh. Uh, they got some activity in there. They got a bunch of activity in there, though. Um, and then this was kind of weird. Ghost Adventures interviewed Bailey. So this was season four, I think, of Ghost Adventures. So it's like, kind of old. Um, so this girl is probably grown now. But they interviewed this girl, Bailey, who at the time was maybe, like, 10 or 12. And I guess she's a psychic. She says she sees spirits often and talks to them and interacts with them. So she regular, she visit, like I guess her and her family visit there regularly. It seemed like there were a bunch of families that go there. Like they must go like every season Yeah, for like, you know, whatever. Some people do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she talked about the spirit of a little girl she sees all the time. Her name is Katie. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she also talked about Dunraven and she's like, he hmm. doesn't like me. <laughs> and Zach was like, why doesn't he like you? And she was, cause I provoke him. And then Zach looks, <laughs> he deadpans the camera and he goes, oh, we don't do that. And then she goes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like laughs and he's like, I was being sarcastic. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Cause I was like, you don't do that. What? Do you know what you're doing? But because he was trying to be funny. Um, 
So, I mean, as far as like history, history, like there's mm-hmm. not like a ton like documented that's happened. I mean, you have the like guests who have passed away mm-hmm. like in their sleep in the bed. Yeah. There's been several of those as accounted for by the mattresses. Um, Mr. Stanley and Mrs. Stanley died there. Um, he has been known to, well, he's been seen like in the lobby Mm -hmm. and in the lounge and he's been known to pop up in photos from time to time. Interesting. So she is known to, so there's a music room Mm -hmm. and her old Steinway piano is still in there. Okay. And she has, I don't think she's so much been seen, but people have heard the piano being played and they'll walk up to the room and look in. You can see the keys moving. No one's there. Interesting. The second you step over the threshold, it stops. Hmm. Uh, there was one account of somebody walking by like the bar and there seemed, there was a party going on that looked like it was like themed after the thirties, the forties. Um, and then they like stopped and went back into like a double take or like, wait, what? And they yeah. looked back, they went and looked and there was nobody in there. It was empty. Oh. So that mm-hmm. the entire mountain that this hotel is built on. Yeah. Limestone and quartz. Oh, of course it is. So, um, <laughs> those are two of the rocks that are known to facilitate residual hauntings. Yes. So they basically act like a, like ghost hunters explanation of it is great because it acts like a tape recorder. Yeah. It records and then spontaneously from time to time, we'll just like play it back. Yeah. <laughs> just play it back. So that's what that person saw mm-hmm. or that's what they think that that person saw. Okay. So room 401. <laughs> I wrote in parentheses, dibs. <laughs> I want this room. So this is the room. Uh, Lord Dunraven hangs out in here. Uh, a So an inspector from the Historic Hotels of America. <laughs> so I guess these guys go around and, you know, like, um, it sounds like, it, you know, like getting your house on a historic registry. Yeah. So they go around and they like, inspect and look and and you and then you have to like change things or not change things in a certain way or something i would think or they like they just verify oh like yeah it's like it (laughs) we'll put it on the historic register kind of thing okay um so he was supposed to stay the night the employee there was an employee showing him around the entire hotel so he Mm -hmm. they bring him into room 401 so she she's showing him the room. Mm-hmm. She opens up the closet. The inspector screamed, ran out of the room, refused to stay the night in the hotel. Okay. She opened the door to the closet and he saw a man standing in there. Oh, but she didn't see anything. She didn't see it, no. But interesting. This inspector from this organization, like this is his job. <laughs> And she just opened the door. But I mean, like, and then I was, I was picturing it, like, as she was telling it. And I was like, no, they, that would freak me the fuck out. Uh-huh. Like, you're opening the door into the closet and there's just a dude standing there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and this is one of the rooms. And, you know, this is one of the original closets. I want to say this was the room. All, I'm not 100% sure because 
I didn't write down which room this was, but I think that this was also the room that was known to, if you leave your luggage, Mm -hmm. you'll come back and it'll be all unpacked. Oh, that was definitely one, one of the stories for one of the rooms. Mm -hmm. It might've been that one, but I'm not sure. Like, and it, like, again, like with the other one, with, with last week's, these went so fast. Like I, I watched these twice Mm -hmm. and I, you know, paused and backed up and everything. And there was still stuff that I missed because they just went so quick. This was also the room on Ghost Hunters. So Jason stayed in this room. Oh, it's this room? Yeah. (laughs) He, uh, something woke him up and like a sound woke him up in the middle of the night and he was hearing noises. And then the closet door opened. Like it was closed when he went to sleep and then it was when he woke up, it was opened. Mm Mm-hmm. So he got up to like, and you know, they left the camera running yeah. all night. So he got up to go like investigate it. And then he was like, did you open this door? Like close the door, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. As he's doing this, his back was turned to the nightstand and he had a glass on the nightstand, like a drinking glass mm-hmm. and it just shattered on its own. Like mm-hmm. no one else was in there with him. And, and it didn't fall. It just shattered on. on it was just the- standing on the table and it just shattered. Wow. Um, what else happened? What happened to Zach in 401? So on Ghost Adventure, Zach stayed in this room. <laughs> and at around 3 o'clock in the morning, something woke him up. He doesn't know what. And he heard somebody walking around in the room, like somebody mm-hmm. pacing. Um, so then he like he's like, okay, here we go. And he picks up the um, – so he picks up like the recorder and he's like, um, there was a door open. I don't – I got, it must have been the closet door. But it was, uh, it was like night vision, so it was hard to tell. But you could see like there was – it wasn't to the hallway, but there was a door open. Mm-hmm. And he's, so he starts doing EVPs and he's like, you know, who's in here with me? Like, what are you doing? Like, close that door. And then the EVP, when he said to shut the door, the EVP says, somebody's coming. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then later on – well, he was still awake and he saw something in the room. Like he saw something move mm-hmm. and he like reacted. Like he looked and he was like, what? And then the EVP said that was a shadow. What? Yeah. What? Uh-huh. Uh, I want 401. I <laughs> want it. Shadow. I will say, and this little girl, Bailey, she's like, if you want to, to talk to Dunraven, just provoke him and he'll come out. Like, I probably wouldn't sleep in that room, but I I will absolutely 100% stay in there overnight. Awake. <laughs> Don't provoke him too hard. Gentle provocation. I'm no Zach Baggins. <laughs> which I was so disappointed to find out his last name is pronounced Baggins. I've always been saying Baggins, and I'm uh-huh. like Bilbo Baggins, and I'm like, yeah. Zach, I'm Zach Baggins. I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not how you say his name. It, it would have been so much better if it was. I know. Sorry. He's got his giant belt buckle and his faux hawk. He's, you know, living life. Um, so in room 407, their story is um, a woman was staying in there and she heard these really, it was like, and most of these stories are like off season. The hotel wasn't crowded. There weren't a mm-hmm. bunch of families there um, or a bunch of people running around. So um, go in the off season. <laughs> middle of the night, she hears these heavy footsteps in the hallway, and they stop right in front of the door to, to four hundred seven. Um, and then it was quiet, 
mm-hmm. and then she felt so, like she felt the bed dip like somebody was sitting down on it yeah. and she looked and not only did she feel the bed dip she could see the impression of someone's like butt <laughs> like on the covers like no, somebody no, no, legit no. like fucking sat no mm-hmm. uh uh-uh. um in room 428 so the fourth floor is where it's fucking at, man. I was going to say. Uh, room 428. So a couple was staying in there and they went to bed. I went to sleep. The woman was woken up um, by a man pacing in the room, like just pacing back and forth in the room. Mm. She thought somebody had broken into their room. So she's like, you know, fuck, what oh. do I do? It's a direct quote. It's not. Um <laughs> That would have been my first thing. Like, oh, fuck. What the fuck? Um, I'd be digging my nails into my husband's arm. Like, wake the fuck up, dude. Someone's fucking in here. Um, But then she realized, like, she's watching him pace. Mm -hmm. And she realized she could see through him. Oh. Um, He then (laughs) approached her, bent Uh over her, and kissed her on the forehead before disappearing. Yeah. That's weird and creepy and not as bad as it could have been. And I think that's the same room. I'm probably fucking up some of these rooms, you guys. I'm sorry. The stories are right. Mm -hmm. But some of... I mean, that one goes to that room. But I think this is the same room where a man was staying in there and he took his wedding ring off, which my first thought was like, wait, why are you taking your wedding ring off? To go to sleep? But, yeah, but... Why... So he took it off and put it on the dresser Mm -hmm. and then went to bed and saw like later that night, like woke up and saw Mm -hmm. a man come and pick up the ring. Or maybe this was 401 because 401 is the one with the, everything happens with the closet. Mm -hmm. Um, But he saw a man pick up the ring, Mm -hmm. walk into the closet and disappear. And then he never got the ring back. Like they never found the ring. Seriously? Well, it's either that or dumbass lost his wedding ring and didn't want to admit it to his wife. <laughs> and he knows the Stanley Hall. And then he's awesome. like, oh, this is, a, yeah, a ghost stole it. I'm sorry. That would not fly with me. Like you yeah. took your, cause my first, this is probably like how little faith I have in humanity. My first thought was you took off your fucking wedding ring to sleep with somebody else. And like you're there, you know, like you're there by yourself. Your wife's not there. You took your wedding ring off to go see what the options were. You went down to the bar. You picked somebody up and maybe she stole it to like hawk it or something on her way out. You know what I mean? Like that's my first thought. Like that's so my jaded. explanation. But I mean, I take all jewelry off before I go to bed though. I'm, but I, I mean, but honestly though. Which explanation is more? <laughs> I mean, it is a guy. <laughs> it's really... That's Rather than thing. jumping to a ghost stole my ring and it disappeared into the ether with him. Because <laughs> I think that's the part I don't buy. Yeah. It would would have been a cooler story is if... Then you found it in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'd buy it. Then I'd be like, that's fucking great. That's an awesome story. But I'm just like, you took off your wedding ring, picked up a chick in the bar, went back to your room, went, you did your thing. You went to sleep. She took your ring on her way out and sold it. Room 412. Um, a woman was staying there. She walked into her room at night 
watch the bed levitate off the floor. Had a complete meltdown. Like, freaked out, lost her mind. They found her, like, on the floor, like, having, like, a seizure or something. Like, screaming and babbling and just insane. Hmm. They had to call 911 and the cop showed up. Wow. And, like, took her, like, to the hospital or something, I guess. But she was, like, completely, like, out of her fucking mind. I'm assuming she got her mind back to let people know what happened? Because how would they know? Well, I mean, yeah, she would have had to have told somebody, but staff found her, like, because she was screaming. So somebody, you know, another guest probably, like, alerted staff, and they came and they found her, like, on the floor, like, having a fucking meltdown. Wow. Um, and then in room 217, that's where Stephen King stayed. Mm-hmm. He was there one night. Um, was it a planned one night or was he supposed to stay longer? Do you know? I think it was a planned one night, Okay, but he, there's another famous person who stayed there and did not make it the whole night. <laughs> uh, he, so the twins, mm-hmm. he saw them in the hallway, but it was a boy okay. and a girl. Okay. It wasn't two girls. It was a boy and a girl. And, um, I guess he experienced some other things that inspired a lot of the Mm -hmm. happenings in The Shining. I mean, obviously it's dramatized for the novel, but um, like that's why it's inspired by because he experienced things in there. He actually uses that room number for one of the mm -hmm. events in the book. Um, Did you read Dr. Sleep? Yes, I did. Did you like it? It was interesting twist on the story i never i've never read the shining i've only seen the movies i read the shining before i read dr sleep so i could yeah understand i had intended to (laughs) but then the book came and i was like yeah i don't have time for this i know the movie well enough (laughs) and things that i didn't remember offhand that were brought up in dr sleep like as they were brought up i'd be like oh yeah i do remember that Mm -hmm. okay um, this was also the room where in Ghost Hunters, um, they were sitting around a t- the table in the room, like the hotel table, mm-hmm. and Grant was changing a battery in one okay. of the cameras. So it was, I think it was before, well, it had to have been before he took the battery out. So the cam- he has the camera like almost down in his lap because he's getting ready to take the battery out to mm-hmm. switch it. And so it gets it at a weird angle, but I mean, you can see what happened The and the table he's sitting at, like, kind of like pops up, uh-huh. like somebody like, almost like someone tries to flip it, I think. Okay. And or, it, or like, you know, like when someone's a little too big to sit at a table and they hit it with their knee, like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like it like <laughs> popped, like, it, I, I wouldn't say levitate. It's like somebody mm-hmm. hit it. Like or, it jumped. Yeah. Yeah. Like it jumped exactly. Um, Jim Carrey what? stayed here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they said Jim Carrey. I backed it up four times okay. and turned the volume up because I'm like, are they saying Jim Carrey? And that's what I heard every time was Jim Carrey. <laughs> he made it three hours. Oh wow. Left. <laughs> Refused to return. Interesting. Yeah. I uh, don't know what happened to him in there, but... <laughs> Some people don't like so to talk like, about it. It's, so, like, not a lot of details that are 217, but, like, 
something's going on in there. Yeah. Like I want to stay there too, but because of all the stuff going on in 401, I'm like, that's my room. <laughs> Got to get a couple people and make someone else stay into 17. I mean, I would just stay two nights <laughs> or I would, how many rooms are these? Like one, two, three, four, five. Have a different room every night. Yep. Are you going to sleep at all? <laughs> nope. During the day. Uh, well, no, yeah, I would sleep. 401, I think, is the only one I wouldn't actually sleep in. Okay. Just because that motherfucker is up all night. <laughs> so I got to be up all night. Up all night to get lucky. Getting an EVP. Um, <laughs> that's how that song goes. Uh, that, right? <laughs> so back to Ghost Adventures, Aaron. Um, I couldn't get which room he was in. I backed it up a bunch of times and I just like when he was, Zach was going on about like who's in which room and everything, mm-hmm. but like he goes so fast. I, I couldn't get it, but whatever room he was. So I'm not sure if this was a serious theory or if they were trolling him, okay. but Aaron's a snorer. <laughs> so they were like, we think his snoring pissed off the ghost in there <laughs> because so they overlaid the EVP with the video. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't move all night. Like he slept right through everything. He slept wow. like a rock, but he fucking snores. So he's laying in the bed and you hear him snoring. And then mm-hmm. you hear a voice. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like the ghost is trying to sleep and his snoring is keeping him up. Um, but then I made a note. Because when you hear that, mm-hmm. he's not actively snoring. Like, he's between snores. So I said, does he talk in his sleep? Because maybe he snored and then he, maybe he said, maybe he's talking in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And he come on and then snored again. Well, I also had an, a, just a quick idea. What if the go, the, whatever's making the EVP is like, hey, come on, because he's not waking up. Oh, maybe they're irritated. They're not getting attention. Yeah. Um, but l- later after that, there's he's continuing to snore. And over part of a snore is another EVP that... And, like, one of my gripes with Ghost Adventures is they take, like, every sound. And, like, granted, if they're listening on the device with headphones, they most likely can hear it a lot better than you can hear it, like through your TV or whatever you're watching it on. Yeah. Even with headphones, just because of the distortion between the devices. Um, But what they do a lot is that they do that playback like multiple times in a row as they're putting right up. Like they don't even give you a chance to figure it out for yourself. So it's like your brain will automatically hear what you're reading. Yeah. Um, So when they do that, like I try not to look so I can try to puzzle it out for myself. Um, but that first one was clear. It's just my question on it is, does this guy talk in his sleep? Yeah. Um, but then after that, part of it overlaps one of his snores um, and says, pass the key. <laughs> pass the key. And do they sound similar? Like it could be the same voice? Or? I mean, they all sound similar. They all, they're all like whispers, like loud whispers, okay. like just masculine. Wondering. <laughs> Um, but I feel like almost every EVP sounds like that (laughs) when it's like this, you know? Yeah. Um, unless it's distinctly female. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that I'm sure has to do with, like I said, like with the distortion from like, you know, you're recording it and then you're passing that recording onto something else and then you're having it like to put it onto 
the show. Yeah. It's like, because it always has that distorted crackle. Yeah. Like when you, like when you're listening to the radio and someone has like a call in and it's Mm -hmm. like, you can, it sounds different when they're on the phone. Yeah. You can tell they're on the phone, but it's like, you know, that technology exists to like record it directly from the line. So you don't get that like weird interference. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't do that. And so it like, so I don't know why they don't do that. Maybe for authenticity, like, oh, but it sounds better. Like it sounds more authentic with the like background noise, whatever. Or, or maybe they had to turn the volume up so much that they just couldn't cut. Well, all no, of but it I mean, or... it sounds like they're playing the recording into a microphone. Oh, okay, is what that I is mean. Weird. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you don't get that because, like, for example, if I were to do an EVP. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to play it on this podcast. Yes. I wouldn't hit play on the recorder and play it into the microphone. Yeah. I would import it into the computer and put it into the program. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. Right? And then it would sound like just like what we're doing now. It would sound like it's like integrated. Yeah. That would make more sense. Yeah. But they don't... I mean, I don't know. I don't do reality TV science, so I don't know <laughs> how that works. All of the intricacies and behind the scenes. Yeah. Where, like I've done my fair share of like crew stuff and editing and stuff like that, but not on that scale. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But cut um, their budget somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's not where I would have cut it, but I would have cut crafty. But. Um, <laughs> Y'all buy your own lunch, okay? (laughs) Here's your $10 credit. The carriage house. So they brought in a science guy, (laughs) a real fact scientist for the carriage house. I was going to ask, was it Bill Nye? (laughs) It wasn't Bill Nye. That would have been awesome. I fucking love him. He's so great. Yeah. Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill, They still show that at school. My kids know Bill Nye. Oh, yay. I know. It's awesome. That warms my dead soul. (laughs) (laughs) So they brought it. I don't remember the guy's name. Um, But they brought in. Zach was all like, we have a scientist with science equipment and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And he was really excited, as he always is about everything. Um, So... Actually, a lot happened in the carriage house. I didn't write all of it down because it was a lot. And mm-hmm. a lot, like a lot of the EVPs were kind of like, mm, I'm not sure. Um, but so this guy, so, well, the first thing on the video, on the camera, there's um, a shadow figure that moves across. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like walking across. <laughs> um, and the carriage house is just like this big open space. Yeah. Um, and this is where they store the death mattresses. Nice. Uh, they had extreme cold spots that building's average temperature was 77 mm-hmm. and they were getting cold spots as low as 57 and they were like moving around. Oh wow. Not like a draft. Mm-hmm. Like it would be there and then it would be gone and then it would, another one would else. pop up somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so the, the fancy science equipment, um, the logo in the corner, when they would like show the screen, mm-hmm. the logo in the corner said Thermosound. <laughs> and it sounded like they called it like a histogram. But isn't that like a math thing or like a graph thing? I don't know. 
That's what it sounded like they called it, but I don't know if that's actually what they said. I've heard either that term or a similar term. Oh, I just realized how close I am to the microphone. Sorry, guys. I'm shouting in your ear. I'm not sure what it would do. Well, what it looked like. So it was supposed to measure energy movement. And so what it looked like on the screen was... I don't even know if I can describe it, but it was like a, a green and black box. Mm -hmm. So you had like the black background and then green. And it was like, as the energy would move the, there'd be like, um, I'm not going to be able to describe this right, but like it would almost start to look like a graph Uh and, um, the green would dip. And then rise as the energy. And so the thing, though, is that as the movement on the screen moved, it correlated with what the investigators were feeling. Okay. So one of them would say, because they were like in different places around. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them would say something like, I'm starting to feel, it feels heavy over here or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they would show the screen and it would be like, over where he was mm-hmm. would be more black. Okay. And then, then so then after they established, like, that's how it worked, then they would leave it up and the guy's watching the screen and you'd see the black start to move the other way and then he'd be like, Zach, something's moving towards you. And then, like, because it's moving the other way towards Zach mm-hmm. now. And then Zach would be like, I'm starting to feel... I wonder if it's measuring something like barometric pressure, like, Mm. but not like, not exactly, but like, I don't know. Yeah. See, I don't know. We need a ghost scientist on our team for consults. Like explain this to us. Does your friend Jason know this stuff? (laughs) I don't know. I know that he doesn't have one of those for sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like when you were explaining, I was wondering, like, does it just like measure readings or does it like, are you pointing like a camera type thing at stuff? Like a, like, like an, like an infrared. No, it wasn't like that. It was just like, um, like a measuring device because it wasn't picking up a photo. It was just showing like levels. So it was more kind of like an EMF, but it like turned it into like a like a photo, yeah, like a visual. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, along those lines, not EMF, but along those lines, yes. Yeah, I know, but like no, right? Yes, this is the best (laughs) example. Um, the only EVP that I wrote down that I was like, okay, I hear that. Um, was Zach was trying to provoke, as he does. So he was saying, I have something here that allows me to detect when you're around me mm-hmm. and that's how I want to interact with you or that's how I'm going to get you to interact with me or whatever. And the EVP says, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, the way you repeat the EVPs, it just sounds like someone casually just talking back to them. Well, that's what that one said. I was, I mean, I put probably a little more inflection than there actually was, but it was like, that's okay. Like, it was like along the lines of like, I don't care. Yeah, I know. I know. But like, cause I know all the EVPs are more like, that's okay. Kind of like, but like the way you're doing, just like, okay, that's whatever. Okay. 
that passed the key, man. It, it that was fucking it funny. <laughs> that guy said, he said, pass the key. I'm going to lock you in here. Pass the key. Well, like it's not like he, they were trying to spin it. Like the ghost wanted to leave, but he needed something from Aaron. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was annoyed. Like, hey, come on. Like, wake up and pass me the key so I can leave. <laughs> Maybe. As Aaron's just like. <laughs> Oh, that I'm, guy can snore. That he's a big guy. Yeah, I have <laughs> an uncle. You can hear him like across the house, from one one end of the house to the other, from the bottom floor to the top floor. Like he was so loud. Oh, a fun fact. Um, oh, a fun fact from NationalGeographic.com. Yeah. The guests, all the guest rooms have a TV channel that plays The Shining on a 24-hour loop. What? Yep. <laughs> um, That's fun. You absolutely can call and request those rooms. Like, that's not going to sound weird to them. They're used to it. I hope um, so by now. <laughs> you can purchase a ghost adventure package. Interesting. Complete with your very own red rum mug. <laughs> Um, if you don't want to spend the night there, you can do a day tour or, um, a nighttime ghost tour, uh, during the Halloween season, they have special events like the red rum mystery dinner, which sounds really fun or the shining ball, (laughs) which could be fun. Yeah. I I love mystery dinners. I'm so tacky. Mm -hmm. Um, I won best actress at a murder mystery dinner. So you weren't acting in, (laughs) I wasn't even acting. <laughs> they fucking grabbed me from the table and um it was all improv and I was very proud of myself and they gave me a trophy. Cool. It sits with pride on my shelf in my living room. Oh, that's what that trophy is. Yeah, that's what that's from. <laughs> Murder Mystery Dinner Best Actress. I don't think I've ever actually read it. Yeah. I think was it thing one? <laughs> he looked at it one day and he was you won an Academy Award for Best Actress. And I was like, I damn sure did. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't think you were in the room when that happened. Probably not. It, it was like, I think it was maybe like last year or something. Because I was oh, like, really? you're just noticing that? It's been there for years. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was him. <laughs> you won an Academy Because that's what it looks like. Yeah. It looks like an Oscar. But it's smaller. Mm-hmm. I mean... And it's put his murder mystery dinner best actress on it. <laughs> I earned that shit for sure. That performance, oof. Someone hire me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, yeah, that's the Stanley. The Shining Ball sounds fun because I bet you that's like um, like a like the 30s or 40s. Maybe that's what that guy saw. Like it yeah, wasn't yeah. actually like a residual haunting. He was walking <laughs> past the Shining Ball. Maybe. And because that's what I feel like. Because, you know, he goes when Jack Nicholson goes into the bar mm-hmm. and like more like the bartenders there and yeah. then like other people start. They're all like from like the 30s and 40s, right? Like yeah. it's like that time frame. So maybe that's what they saw. 20s and 30s? I don't know. I think some of them were wearing flapper dresses, but I think it's a costume ball too. So it's kind of hard to right, tell. That, but that's, but that, that yeah, yeah, time yeah. frame. So maybe. It wasn't a haunting. He just saw that. <laughs> he saw like the wrap up of it and they were all exiting out another door as he walked by and he was like, what? And then they were, by the time he went back, they were all gone. <laughs> How Look long at was that? this? It'll take five minutes. I've, <laughs> I've debunked two stories. Look at that. 
<laughs> no, I really think the guy that lost his wedding ring, I think he stepped out and got had. Shame. Shame. That's my... Because where did the ghost take the ring? I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't. I don't do if either ghosts, science. <laughs> if ghosts can take either science, if ghosts can take physical objects from our world with them, I mean that explains so much in my life. That explains every missing sock. That explains car keys. <laughs> I mean it. That like I never have to take responsibility for losing anything ever again. A mm. ghost took it. Sure. I think it's bullshit. I yeah. think he had someone in his room and. She took it on the way out. Or he took it on the way out. Whichever. Whichever way he swings. Um, so that's Stanley. And should we start putting together a group hunt in Colorado? <laughs> hmm, would we attract more people? I have dibs on 401. It's <laughs> mine. Um, Maybe next year. I legit, like, as I was researching this, I was like, I want to look up flights. How much is a flight? <laughs> out there so that's all for this episode it's creepy um rate review subscribe you can if find us on my fave haunting on the social medias my favorite haunting.com um if you are interested in a ghost hunt with us at rolling hills asylum in batavia new york at the end of august email us or dm us yes um come hunt with us. Come hunt with us forever. <laughs> Not, Not forever. Just Not eight hours. <laughs> or is it forever? Did you ever see Grave Encounters? I don't think so. I've told you about it so many times. They pulled it off Netflix, but it was um, it was Blumhouse's like, first ever mm. movie. And I saw it at Tribeca years and years and years ago. <laughs> and he was there. And it was like before he was like... Like, he's super famous now. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so awesome. They totally are making fun of uh, Ghost Avengers. <laughs> 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 but it's... Uh, they go into... Um, and they shot in Vancouver, and I recognize the hospital that they used because they've used it on X-Files. They've used oh, it on Supernatural. Yeah, you told me about that. Uh, yeah. And it was, re- it was a found footage, but it, like, it's, it's a really great... Uh, it treads the line really great between comedy and scary because you'll be laughing and then you'll be like, oh my God. <laughs> um, it was on Netflix, but they took it down and I don't know. I've tried to find like DVDs of it and I've been having trouble. So I don't know where, but if you guys can find it, I highly, highly recommend it. I'll check the library system here. So the reason I bring it up because they go in and they investigate and they do like a lock us in thing, come mm-hmm. back for us in the morning. And which is what um, those guys do, mm-hmm. and but the thing is, they basically get caught in like a time loop. Oh, and they can't leave the building, and then they're like, their batteries start dying. They're looking at their wa- their cell phones start dying. They're looking at their watches. It's like ten o'clock in the morning, but it's still nighttime outside. Ooh. They can't get out. They try. I think someone tries climbing out of a window, and they can't. And um, and they inter they intercut. Like all of the, like everyone's like downstairs freaking out and mm-hmm. then they'll cut to like one of the set cameras like upstairs uh-huh. and then they show like 
something creepy happen, like a window opens, a figure walks by and like it starts getting nuts and like they just can't get out. And, um, they need to call Miss Peregrine. They end up, uh, like one by one, they start disappearing or dying. And, uh, it ends up being like the show's host, like the last one left. And he's like in the basement in the tunnels and he's got the last camera and he's like, this camera's going to die soon. I don't know what's going to happen to me. And, um, you know, it's been like three days now or something like that. And, uh, it's still nighttime and I don't know. And, and then like they cut to like, at some point they cut to like the caretaker coming back to open the door uh-huh. and like, they're all just gone. Hmm. Like they, like they were never there. And their equipment's gone too. Yeah. Like everything was gone. Wow. I think. Yeah. Okay. They were definitely gone. I think the equipment was gone. I know like at one point, like they go down, they open one of the coolers to so get food out and it's mm-hmm. all rotten. Ew. Yeah. So it could be forever. You never know. Don't say things like that. I mean, fair warning. Don't tempt fate. <laughs> oh, that's right. Anything I say does come true. So that means that Chris Evans is going to listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th- but he's going to like it though. Yeah. I lied before. <laughs> he's going to be impressed with us and think we're hilarious. Sure. I've said it. It will come true. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, I think you have to believe it. Is that how it works? Oh, I do believe. I do believe. I do believe. (laughs) So thanks for potting with us. Pot again next time. Yeah, I got nothing. I don't have anything clever this time. No cleverness. I don't feel like singing. I still have a burp bubble, like, in my throat. Yeah. Or in my chest. And I can't. That'll really get Chris Evans' attention. Yeah, I, have I a, like my sexy burp bubble. I have a burp bubble in my chest, Chris. <laughs> don't you don't you want to be my friend now? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone suffers from burp bubbles. Burp bubbles. so beautiful to me I love you